All right, so cool. Obviously, want to uh, dig into the new album, get to the album release party and the 10th anniversary fiesta, as well as uh, get your opinion yeah. on a couple of things. But uh, let's dig into the yeah, album yeah. and this craziness that we've all kind of endured over the past couple of years. Because thinking back, like last album prior to March of the Leper was Coma in 2018. So it makes sense that like 2020 would have been the year to and maybe put out an album or at least start working on it. And then, of course, the world shut down and all the pandemic and craziness. But I always feel like it's a good jumping off point. Where were you at with the album in, say, March of 2020? Had you thought about it yet? Were you guys intending to do something in 2020 or was 2020 supposed to be an off year or writing year? But take me back to that time. Yeah, so uh, we had just got off tour March of 2020 with Sons of Texas, did a whole U.S. tour. And um Literally five days later after getting home, the uh, the world shut down, you know, and then all of our touring for the rest of the year, which we have booked out, was canceled. So we just figured, well, I guess we'll start demoing new songs for a new record. You know, we had no real release date or any, any pressure to get it done, but we just started doing it. And a couple months later, like, the demos actually sounded really good, and we had a record on our hands, and we were like, damn, you know, all right, cool. I guess we wrote a new record. It really... There really wasn't a plan, per se. It just kind of happened. How quickly into the pandemic? I mean, did you guys take a few moments like, all right, nothing's happening. Let's just kick back and eat some Cheetos and pizza and play PlayStation. Or did you get to it pretty quickly just to keep focused? Dude, it was like right away for some reason because we had nothing else to do. You know, we, you know everybody <laughs> was locked down and we have our own recording studios. So we just figured, well, let's just start writing. We just got to it right away and the song started just coming out and and it was it was really like um, one of those moments where it felt like it wasn't really us pushing uh, things forward. We were being pushed by, you know, something else. And um, we just kind of went with it, went with the current and ended up with March of the Leper. It was a really cool experience. Yeah, and I get I imagine that's a, a big change for you. Usually you're on like a timeline. Like I said, you have planned stuff. You know, this album, this time we're going to write. The album has to be out by this point. And, and with the pandemic, you kind of had all the freedom to take as much time as you needed. Exactly. And, and the thing is, nobody knew how long it was going to be. So we weren't even like stressed. We just kept going over stuff and saying, well, we don't like this. Let's change that. Let's fix that. Let's re-record this. Let's do this. We've never done this before. Let's try this. It was kind of like, a very freeing experience, one that probably for any future recordings, the, that's the process I would, you know, like to take again, just shutting off the world, not listening to anybody else musically, just doing our thing and getting lost in, in what we have to say. And it was it was cool. Yeah, and I'm sure it helped keep you sane during the process. I mean, it was nice for me. On I don't do what you do, obviously, but being on the radio and having the job to focus on and interviewing bands and stuff, it was like it, it gave you something to look forward to in a time where there wasn't anything to look forward to. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, and what's funny, though, then, then the opposite happens, right? So we finished this record, right? Um, uh, we finished these demos, basically, and we, we thought, wow, these sound really good. So instead of going with a producer to re-record the whole record. We just sent the demos to Chris Collier out in Las Vegas. And Chris is a, a really big producer at the moment. He just did yeah. a new corn record and, and stuff. He did a new vended song. And Chris just took our demos, did some post-production, mixed the record, mastered it. And we were like, whoa, dude, we got a record. This is cool. You know, it was, a, so it was the first time that we ever produced an album on our own. And then we still got a little bit of outside feedback from Chris, which was awesome. And he, he changed some things that he wanted to do. And it was a really cool experience. So we could be ourselves. And then he could, you know, you get that little bit of outside ear, you know, 
direction on things and and uh we were stoked but then you know it was really difficult to get this record released to the point where we just released it ourselves a week ago because we were sick of waiting around i mean it took you know almost a year and a half to get it out after two previous release dates wow so when was that record actually done then the record was done i want to say in the completely mixed mastered finished approved with the first video was done like last summer Oh, wow. 2021. So you did so sit on we it. Had, we had to sit on it. And then what happened was we shopped it to labels, um, couldn't come up with anything that everybody liked. And then we decided to put the record out ourselves. We had all this touring book, released a couple songs from the record last year, did a, like 55 shows across the U.S. with a bunch of different bands and some festivals. And, um, you know, we're getting ready to release the third single and release the record in March and March 11th or last March, we were going to release it. And then that fell through for us because we lost all our touring again. And we're like, well, we don't want to put the record out with no touring. So we were a little bit bummed. And then a couple months later, out of nowhere, we got offered a record deal. We agreed to sign it. And then literally about two months ago, the record label reneged on us. Uh. So we were like, you know what? We're just going to put this record out. We're really proud of it. It's going to do what it does. I don't have control over the industry. So we just put it out in uh, last week on August 5th. And um, I feel it's the best thing for us. Maybe not the smartest business move, you know, when you're trying to get streams <laughs> and all that nonsense. But I don't really care. I just wanted to get the art out. You know, that's, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Well, yeah, it is great. And it's great that in this day and age that you can, you're not dependent on the system. I mean, you know, quote unquote, the system does help, but you're not you're not tied to it. You can do it on your own, just like you recorded it on your own. You know, one of the things that always stands out about your band, obviously, is your accordion playing and kind of curious. Did you pick that up as a kid? When, When did that start for you? Dude, that was literally just like when I was like 20, I was bored. And I, I said to Jabu, my guitarist, who's also my best friend who I've known since I was five years old. I said, I think I'm going to go buy an accordion. And I don't know why, <laughs> but I think it's, um, I don't know. I just want to play it. It seems like I could do something different or creepier or, or, you know, arty with it. And he was like, cool. I was like, you know anything about him? He goes, I don't know nothing about him. And neither did I. But you know what? When I, I went to a pawn shop and I bought one. And I picked it up and it just felt like it fit. I mean, it's a goofy instrument. You know, it's not cool in any way. Nobody really uses it in, in rock or metal. And I just fit with me for some reason. I don't know why. And I've always enjoyed it. And I, w- I started writing on it immediately. It just felt correct up against my body. I, I think it's the same feeling guitar players have when they find that one guitar. You know, they pick it up at a pawn shop or something. Like, this is the one. This is the one I've been searching for. And that's what it was like for me with the accordion. Wow, really cool. I I figured it was more like, oh, you know, my dad made me take lessons at five years old and I just kept it around. But it, wow, so you just kind of picked it up all on your own and, and went, I'm going to make this this instrument cool once again because it hadn't been cool yeah, for you a know, long time. I'm a total weirdo, bro. Like, So I took piano lessons as a kid, like millions of kids. So I played the piano. But yeah, the accordion was like, well, let's just let's just go do this. Why not? You know, I got nobody else does it. I just it felt like something I wanted to do. Yeah, other. I just do weird stuff like that all the time in life. I walk around and do oddball stuff. So it's just, uh, that's me. The accordion kind of sums that up, you know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now, how geeked out do you get it when you're doing like an album like this, like March of the Leper? Do you sit down and be like, okay, I got to incorporate the accordion on at least half the tunes or, or think of parts here and there? Do you write on it? How do you incorporate that into the album? Is it post? Is it while you're writing? Uh, for this record, it was like... Um, 
Because actually on coma, there's no accordion on coma. So the first two records is accordion on coma. We purposely left it off. So on this record, I was like, I'm going to kind of like feature this a little bit more. And, you know, I was like, I, I wrote a little accordion intro that's on the record before the song Cadaver Sightings. That's actually called March of the Leper. I put the accordion in our cover of Never Tear Us Apart because, I mean, why not? Why not put an accordion in that song, right? I mean, who cares? <laughs> um, and, th- and then I put it in a couple other tracks. It just... Just kind of go with, you know, what what uh, what song needs what kind of coloring. And then I just, you know, mess around with it. And then when it just feels right, you know, then that's the songs we use it on. And then there's certain songs I would never use it on. Like we did a cover on our first album of Every Breath You Take. And some people said, you should put the accordion on that. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to be the dude that puts accordion in Every Breath You Take. I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> like, no way, no way. I'm glad you brought up the NXS cover, which is brilliant. I wanted to touch upon it too. Although I'm a massive NXS fan too, and loved all those early albums. I really feel like Devil Inside. I felt like a metal band is like primed to do Devil Inside. But I do love your take on Never Tear Us Apart. Like I was listening to the album, not paying attention to the track listing, and going, "Wait, why do I know the lyrics to this song? <laughs> Wait, oh wow, this is cool. Like a heavy take on a on a ballad was really cool." Yeah, it was like, it was like trippy. Like that was an idea. Like, you know, we were on tour in 2014 on our first record and we just started talking about that. Like what's a cool song to cover? Because we don't really do a lot of covers. We did every breath you take, but, but like, you know, we love this song. Never tears apart. We love in excess devil inside. Great. You know, great song. But we're like, let's do that song. And for some reason, I always heard this arrangement that we did. I rewrote the song in a minor key, obviously, because it's, you know, their, their, their version is very, it's a major key. It's real happy. It's a ballad. It's about love. And so I completely rewrote it. I had this idea, played it to Jabu, and he's like, dude, that's really cool. You know, makes it very minor and, 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 and like, like a doomy, heavy groove. And I was like, yeah, I was like, this is kind of the direction I want to go. And, and it's funny because it's a love song, but I guess it's a, we're doing it a little more tongue in cheek because I don't really sing love songs per se. Right. You know, but <laughs> I love that song though. I'll tell you that. I love it. I love it. And I love a different take on that. The other, the other one that I always throw out to bands and I'll, I'll put this one on you too, that I think is dying to be covered since we're talking covers. Eddie Murphy's party all the time. Oh, that would be hilarious, dude. You know what? I, I think we might do that just to be funny. I love that party all the time, dude. <laughs> well, dude, I'm just throwing it out there. But if I see it on an album, I want, I want some credit for it because I'm, I'm putting get, that You'll in get your credit. I'll give you some publishing. <laughs> I just want the kudos. I don't need any money. I just want the kudos for it. <laughs> Hell so, yeah. Dude, let's talk about this really cool free concert album release party kind of slash 10-year band anniversary party going off at Rockefeller's coming up in the IE and Corona here on September the 9th. And uh, is this going to be your – no, because you played last year, but this will be your first show of 2022, or have you been out there a little bit? We finished touring in the middle of January, so Uh, um, we've been off tour since January. So we've done a couple of shows, but it feels like I haven't been on stage forever, but – yeah, you know what? This show came out of nowhere. I didn't even think we were going to play because um, we don't have any touring books. And then our friend Joe Tabak, who's from Breaking in a Sequence. Yeah, I know Joe. He has a, yeah, he has another band called 12 Gauge Embrace. And they were going to do a show, this show, Rockefellers. And they said, look, we're doing this show for fun. Would you guys like to do it? Make it like a CD release show. You come out and play, you know, you leave your bedroom and, and come out and be social. And I was like, you know what? let's do this. This will be fun. It'll be free. There'll be no headaches. I don't have to worry about bands getting paid and, and we'll just have a good time and have a party. 
and it's kind of turned into this little thing, you know, and, and we're kind of stoked on it. It's going to be us, 12-gauge Embrace, a band called Through the Oculus, and I believe they're from Apple Valley, California, and they're yeah. super cool. Yeah, super heavy. And, um, yeah, super heavy, uh, like kind of like a European metal type thing. And then um, a band called Against the Sun, which I don't know, but I'm going to be checking them out. So, I mean, you can't beat free, and we're gonna, it's also the 10-year anniversary of Sunflower Dead, so... We'll just have a party and drink and have fun and be stupid and it'll be cool. Yeah, I can't wait. I, that's great. I didn't know Joe. I didn't know that Twelve Gauge Embrace was uh, Joe Tabak from uh, Bias. I know that dude really well through the Oculus. Love them and yeah, from Apple Valley yeah. High Desert and Against the Sun. I think are from Orange County. They have some really catchy tunes. They write some really really good songs. I've been playing a couple of theirs uh, throughout the years here, and I imagine. Cool. Awesome. For you guys, how many have you figured out? How many of the tunes you're going to feature off the new album? And with it being a 10 year anniversary, you got to make sure you hit one from every album. Have you figured that out? Have you tackled the set list yet? Yeah, dude, I got the set list. Yeah, we're doing a lot of the new record, and we're we're making sure that you know a couple songs from each of the other three records are represented. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good show. Yeah, it's gonna be super fun. Accordion for sure. Lots <laughs> of accordion. Lots of fucking non. Oops. Lots of nonsense, and uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, really cool. Well, I can't wait. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing you guys. Oddly enough, I kind of learned about you through your drummer, Jimmy Schultz, because I'm a fan of his other band and know the uh, the twins, the Arnold twins, Sarah Bellion. Yeah, I love them, dude. Love them. And I'm surprised you, uh, you, you cool with uh, sharing Jimmy like that, but at least, and I don't know, I haven't seen you guys live yet, but the last time I saw Sarah Billion, Jimmy was playing on this like tiny little like cafe kid. I hope, I hope you make him use a real man, man size kit when he plays with you. <laughs> he does play on a kit that's like cut really low to the ground. It's funny, you know, but you know, Jimmy's, you know, he's not super tall, but Jimmy's the, the best. And you know what, dude? He's the type of dude that literally can jump in and play with anyone. So we love Jimmy. One of the nicest dudes you will ever meet. Just wants to have a good time. Love Jimmy. Love him on tour. He's, he's, he's so rad. The Arnold brothers are great, too. The twins. Love him. And one and with John is uh, out with what? Uh, bleeding, bleeding through. through. Yeah. Oh, killing it. Killing it. I'm so stoked for him. Love. I've known them dudes for 20 years. I'm stoked for John to be out there doing it. Yeah, it's so cool. I was like... Blink your eye, we went through society one, now bleeding through. Like that guy's just climbing the ranks, it feels like. And and he deserves it because he's a really, really killer guitar player that writes really interesting stuff. So I, I hope he gets to write with you know bleeding through. But if not, at least he's getting the touring experience. Yeah, and he and that dude hustles. Love that love his work yeah. ethic. All mm-hmm. right. Dude, last thing, I appreciate all the time. Last thing I wanted to hit you with, we're one of those old school radio stations every night at ten PM. We bow down. To Metallica, we call it mandatory Metallica. You're going to be a part yeah. of that. Oddly enough, 31st anniversary of the Black Album. Do you remember the first time hearing that? <laughs> I love it, man. We'll rock that one for you. We'll be in touch soon, and thank you so much for the time. Have a great weekend. You too, brother. Later. Later. Dude, you absolutely rock. Thank you so much for checking out the entire interview. Now just hit subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast, Radioactive Mike Z. My interviews in their entirety, available on all the major platforms. Tune in, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever you're listening to right now. Just hit the subscribe button. Make sure to give me a follow on the socials as well. I'll follow you back at Mike Z 967 And bro, don't miss the radio show. Now 10 p.m. 
a.m. to midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks in the Southern California Inland Empire area, Riverside, San Bernardino County. Always streaming on live at kcalfm.com. You, my friend, absolutely rock.